Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Shout out to Par Hopper, our official sponsor for golf apparel on the show. The only bogey golfer in the world that gets his own free shit. Uh, big shout out to uh, Nobles Networking, Williams Tire, Red Circle, our management company. Thank you for all the corporate sponsors you brought onto the show. We very much appreciate it. Uh, the first show that I did after I started Raising Grace, our first uh, event was in December, and it was with somebody that one of my buddies sent me his song, Dick Down in Dallas, that every one of y'all that are listening right now have heard it a million times. Uh, he told me when I first heard this song that I was going to love it, and I've been addicted ever since. And Trey Lewis was nice enough with his band to come down in December at Crazy Bull and Macon and do our first Raising Grace event. And uh, I am lucky enough to finally, about nine months later, have the man on the show, and I'm super excited. He's got an album coming out this week. We're going to talk about it. But uh, everybody, welcome Trey Lewis to the show. Awesome. What's up, y'all? I'm excited to have you, dude. I'm uh, Yeah, man. Where are you originally from, by the way? I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Um, You were sitting there. You were sitting there talking, and I was like, "Damn, has it really been nine months?" Yeah. Well, we got in trouble, not really trouble. Uh, the guy who owns Crazy Bull, me and him are buddies. But after the show, they wasn't expecting like this a big turnout because of COVID or whatever. Yeah. And, and after the show, like I had to go back and take videos and all kind of shit down because y'all absolutely killed it that night. And uh, I was already a fan going into it. But after that, dude, it was, I just bet your life has been crazy as hell since then. It has, and I forgot all about that. I mean, I remember for the first, you know, now that we're talking about it, like the first three months, like when we brought my my uh, camera guy out with us every weekend, we had to take videos. We couldn't take videos of the crowd. We just had to take like live band shots and things like that. And I mean, not say that all our shows weren't like, you know, COVID protocols <clears throat> and whatnot, because I mean, some of them were socially distanced, but, you know, in the South, you know, we don't give a fuck. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. <laughs> so, but it's crazy, man, uh, to think about how all that was, you know what I mean? Uh, having to take those videos down or I, you know, my manager took a video and sent it to some of the songwriters, you know, and they would post it and I'd have to call and be like, hey, man, you got to take that shit down. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. that shit's just crazy, man. It was, I knew, I knew though, dude, Lee Tucker is the one who sent me, you were at the listening room, I think, the the first yeah. video that went viral of you singing Dick Down in Dallas, and he sent it to me, and he's like, you're going to fucking love this song, this is like the next college anthem, but this guy, I hadn't seen you before, but I, you know, never heard that, and he was like, this is fixing, just blow up, so as soon as I heard it, I reached out to McKinney. And McKinney got me hooked up with y'all because I knew that if we didn't go ahead and book you right then, that you were going to be uh, where I couldn't afford you real quick. Yeah. Like, and uh, so I feel like I got the steal of a lifetime having y'all play that night at the Bull for what I got y'all to play for. Yeah, we're still pretty affordable, man. So don't be uh, scared to book. No, no, no. I'm not. I, pro- I promise <laughs> you. I, I think once folks hear your EP that's coming out on Friday, I think, uh, which y'all stay pretty busy now from what I can tell, I think y'all are going to be even more booked. We do. We went up to uh, <clears throat> went up to Chicago last Friday, and then we were supposed to play in uh, Ohio, but it got canceled due to COVID. So I think uh, you know things are getting crazy again, and and uh, 
you know, I went and uh, I went and got the uh, COVID vaccine. I think that's the most liberal thing I've done in a long time. But uh, yeah, well, you got to have but, it being where you're at right now. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Because like if I get sick, that puts a lot of people out of work. So I just make sure that I have it and take care of everybody. But, uh, you know, to where we could still make money. But uh, I don't know. I think I think on this phase of, of where COVID and everything stands, I think. You know, we'll have some shows canceled, but in the South, we're still going to rock out with our cocks out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't see – I think there's too many people <clears throat> sick of the shit anyway. Uh, and the only thing I've got against the vaccine is, like, I own my own business. So I don't yeah. have people coming in and out or whatever. If I ever have an artist or I have a um, a comedian or something that comes in here wants to do the show, if they ask me to wear a mask or oblige to them I, I do it i mean I, I try to make everybody happy yeah but y'all being up there and like me already seeing are in other big cities where they're making it where you have to have proof of vaccination and you can't come in if y'all don't play by the rules y'all are gonna be fucked yeah yeah for sure we gotta this this is what it is man you know it's just one of those things but I mean, I'm okay with it, you know. If it keeps people safe, then fuck it, let's do it. You know, exactly. What I mean, I mean like, that, that's exactly how you I know. Feel. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a recovering drug and you know, drug, drug addict and alcoholic. I put way worse things in my body, so and and live through it. So I'll be all right. You know what I mean? That was some of the stuff I kind of wanted to touch on because I haven't really ever heard you talk about it before, but I knew yeah. that about you. Um, yeah. I, I can't remember when it was originally told to me. How long have you been clean and sober? Uh, June 11th is 14, was 14 years, so a little over 14 years now. How old are you? I'm 33, so I okay. got sober when I was 19. That's awesome, dude. That's yeah, awesome. so I started, I started uh, drinking and using drugs when I was like 12 or 13 and, and uh, just got real bad out of hand from there. So, well, I'm glad it happened when you was younger and not older, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Plus, there's way more, plenty of things to be addicted to now, you know what I mean? Like, I just, drugs and alcohol killed me first. Yeah, no shit, fuck. <laughs> yeah, there's there's women, there's money, you know what I mean? So, I don't care what anybody says, <laughs> women will kill you quicker than any damn thing in this world. Yeah, they say there's two things that'll fuck you up, that's pink and, and it's green, you know? <laughs> <laughs> women and money. So. I've let it, I've let uh, I've let a lot of that stuff ruin my life since I was about seventeen years old though. So I could yeah. uh I can I can completely understand. What uh what's the name of the EP coming out on Friday? It's called Shut the Door. That's the that's the that's the title track on the uh on the EP. And uh I don't know, man, I just you know, I don't know, I just got to thinking like after all the shit my my life has been I feel like I've lived nine lives sometimes, you know. Like, I got the whole got sober at a young age thing. I was married at one point. I was married for five years. I raised a kid that wasn't mine, you know, loved him like he was my own. I got divorced, you know, like, I uh, went through a few bad breakups. My dad died when I was 26. Just this long, elaborate of shit that just happened, like, back to back to back to back. And uh, I think just, like, in a lot of ways, man, shut the door it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a love story. It's a song about meeting a girl, you know, and you, and you having problems with, you know, or her having a, you know, a, 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 the line says, I've got scars and so do you, you know, we've both been hurt and felt that burn, but I ain't him and you're not her, you know what I mean? So it's like, 
it's about, you know, like just for me, like my past, I've been through so much fucked up shit. And, you know, after your woman gets dicked down in Dallas, you know, or so to say, whatever, you know, it's just like eventually at some point, it's like you got to let go of that hurt and you got to let go of it you know, uh, some of the things that happen and not let them make you a jaded person. Because if you're walking around just being jaded, then like, you know what I mean? That ain't, that ain't no good for anybody. So I feel like, you know, I'll never shut my door. I'll never shut the door on Dick down in Dallas. That song changed my life. You know what I mean? It's the reason that me and you're even here today, you know, to begin with, um, you know, I'll never shut the door on, you know, me getting my heart broke, but like, the negative emotions that came with all that stuff. Like, I feel like I've really dealt with those things and dealt with some inner demons, you know what I mean? And like, I'm moving forward and, uh, shut the door. is just kind of like, a, um, you know, like, a uh, what is that word that they, like a metaphor of, yeah. you know, shutting the door on this and, and moving forward. And, and plus I have a girlfriend with who, you know, with whom I'm deeply in love with. So like, it's kind of a, you know, so it's a win-win situation for everybody. You know, were were you ever uh, me? Me and uh, Dustin Heron were talking about this yeah. the other day. It's one of one of my best. That curly-headed fuck. I love him to death. Um, we were actually like we were drunk and we were listening to uh, a bunch of music, and there's a line in Dick down in Dallas that he is obsessed with, and it's uh maybe it's her daddy's fault. And like oh, everybody, yeah. everybody that's around us while we're sitting there listening to it, Dustin just goes in this deep explanation of obviously doesn't know. You know he, he, yeah, you know, but it was like that is such a good fucking line in this song. And unless you actually got a little bit of sense to you, you don't, you probably don't catch it what it actually probably yeah. means. And in our minds, we was thinking to ourselves, is like, I wonder if Trey, he's got to love Dick down in Dallas because it's it made him blow yeah. up. But at the same time, is it where, you know, of all the good stuff that he's wrote and everything, is he kind of like the? Is it like the ugly step kid? He loves it, but he kind of doesn't care if it goes away at the same time. Nah, man. I mean, I'll always love that song. You know, like I said, it changed my life, and it's like, you know, um, I I think the thing as a songwriter and as a person that I always um, like look to have was um, respect for my peers. And like, you know, you think about people like Dustin, like like you or, you know, my friends, people that really know me and know Trey Lewis, you know, uh, they know that there's more to me than that. And then when people come to the show, a Dick Down and Dallas fan, my hope is that they leave a Trey Lewis fan because our show is built to cater to that. Um, now, I know there's people out there that only, you know, like the song Dick Down in Dallas. They don't care about anything else other than that. And that's okay, too. But that's just like anything in life. Yeah, You exactly. know what I mean? But, like, I'm okay. Like, if I can, you know, it's like, if I can uh, if I can get you to come to a show because of one song, then I can make, you know, I, I think that I have the ability. Did we cut out? No, you, you're, good. Good? You're, you're good. good. You're good. Cool. Um, I think we have the, I think I, I, I find it as a, like, okay. So like when I used to play, uh, I used to play cover shows, you know, for a living, that's what I did for four hours straight. And it was my job to win a crowd over and keep the energy up. You know what I mean? So like, for me, it's like, they got to wait an hour and a half to hear Dick Dan in Dallas. You know what I mean? So I have to win this crowd over, you know what I mean? And keep them entertained until we get to that point. 
And by doing that, it's a challenge to me and it's a pride thing that, you know, I'm able to, um, you know, do that, if that makes sense. No, it, and it, it's, it absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, if I've learned anything in, the, you know, my 10 years of doing this is that it takes a lot of hard work. You know what I mean? And I don't want anything handed to me. Yeah, we had a huge viral moment and people have come to these shows, but like, I'm okay to work, work, you know, work for it. And, you know, I've always kind of been an underdog, I think, in my mind. And I've always kind of had that mentality that I'm a junkyard dog and I'm going to get it done either way. So I'm okay with everything that comes with it. You know what I mean? I ain't scared of it at all. Well, like, I know, and this is just, you know, knowing people, I had got the opportunity to see you before, and I already knew what a very talented musician you were before that. But I remember yeah. walking away from that concert at night, and there were several originals that you played, and everybody just was like, holy shit, this guy's more than a one-song wonder. Like, the rest yeah. of his stuff. That's why I think I'm really excited about your EP coming out on Friday, because – I want more people to see that other side of you that I originally got to see. Like Dick Down Dallas will always yeah. be a fun, whatever song, but you've got some fucking bangers, dude. Like dude, I, I appreciate I, it, man. I am fucking so excited. When you got people like uh like even when me and Matt last time we were talking and he was telling me about some good stuff that he's got going on and yeah. sent me some stuff over to listen to. Um he, he just we kind of talked about you for a minute and it was just where he's like, you just wait to hear wait to hear what he's got coming out. Like stuff, yeah. stuff like that. I know you got one that's with you and him that y'all wrote together on yeah. the on the EP coming up. But I want more people to see that side of you. I, I guess it's just yeah. from it's just from being around people. I one of my th- favorite things in the world is a struggling musician. I think they're the best people in the fucking world because they never give up on their dreams. They keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Hope they're gonna make break through one day. So when you see somebody like you that's been in the music business for ten years and now you're 10 is when you're blowing up it's well deserved it's like you paid your dues you earned it i love seeing that i ain't got nothing against the people that go on these like the voice and american idol and all that stuff nothing against them but there's something special about the folks that fucking earned it yeah i mean you're still i mean even if you go on a singing show you still gotta you know what i mean you still got work to do when you get off of there you know what i mean uh you know but it's like back to what you're saying about you know like McKinney and, 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 you know, even Alex Maxwell got produced my EP and, 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 and the other people involved in this whole thing, you know, our whole friend group has either signed a publishing deal or, you know what I mean? Gone on to do all these things, but that's because they were working on, you know what I mean? They weren't just hoping for, you know, this, we weren't all banking on dip down ballast. To blow oh up, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, everybody had their hands and all fires, you know what I mean? So like, that's the thing is like McKinney, you know, might've wrote Dick down in Dallas, but he's got, you know, he's, he's got a cut on my new EP coming out after this EP. I got another song coming out that he wrote, you know what I mean? And like, you know, so I think it's just about like, I'm, I'm pumped about this EP. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's like, you know, uh, five songs that collectively like, you know, all together, they sound, you know, they sound like they're all in the same wheelhouse. They explain, a lot of who I, you know, other sides of me other than Dick down in Dallas, but like, you know, my mind's already thinking about what am I going to do after this EP drops? You know what I mean? And that's the mentality that, 
got McKinney to where he is, Maxwell to where he is, all our whole friend group, me, you know what I mean? It's like you always, as a creator and somebody that's self-employed, and you know this, you always got to be thinking about what am I going to do next? You know what I mean? You probably already got four or five podcasts lined up already. You know what yeah, I mean? We we try to do four a week, you know, four yeah. or five a week, and they've got to be interesting and they've got to be entertaining. Yeah. You know, as I'm sitting here talking to you, uh, I mean, I've got I've got people coming up that's got millions and millions of followers on social media. And it's just like, if I don't, if I let up at all, somebody else is going to take my spot. Somebody else is going to jump in the queue before me. And you always got to be working. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's my whole thought about it. It's like, yeah, okay. We have this massive song, Dick Down and Dallas. We got real country music coming out this Friday. You know what I mean? Songs about my life. You know, it might take more than five songs to get people to realize, hey, this guy does fucking country music. You know what I mean? So. We're just going to keep going and keep coming at them until they just can't deny us. And that's kind of my, my whole outlook on it all. You know, you, uh, you have no idea how many times I have used the example of what you and Priscilla have done as far as using social media as your pushing tool though, whose idea was it whenever y'all got done writing dick down and y'all were, uh, you decide who decided for you to start going in the streets and start playing it randomly to people and recording it. I think that was a McKinney idea. McKinney had a lot of ideas. He was like, you should go up to random people and play the song. And then I just grabbed Bonner, which Bonner's been working for me for years before I was ever, before any of this ever really happened. So it was an easy thing to go do. And uh, we just, just went and did it, man. It was crazy. I still think you're genius for it. I, I, I think it's one of the, well, one thing, I have nothing against Nashville. I have nothing against yeah. the way that, promoters or not promoters had marketing people pay for a whole lot of money for marketing now and i think mm-hmm. with more creative ideas on like what y'all did y'all had a fucking million dollar idea and you know there's some executive somewhere sony or water warner brothers or something being like fuck why didn't we think of that with our last like the last song that yeah. came out with a like i i use that as an example all the time whenever yeah, we're I talking mean- to artists yeah, every record label that I met with after Dig Down Dallas was like, they loved that. They were like, y'all are crushing it. You know what I yeah. mean? They were, you know, they just couldn't, you know, really fathom it. But I mean, I can, I can see where, like, especially on this EP, like, we don't really have a, I don't have a viral song on my hands, you know, on this EP. Yeah. So, like, you know, the marketing campaigns and things like that on this are, you know, are, are, we're using them, you know what I mean? But, like, the thing about Dick Down Dallas on promotion, promoting that song, I spent zero dollars. I figured they did. Because because it was such a viral moment, you know what I mean? But it's like, we're still making shit ton of money off that song. But, like, the, the fact is, is that it's funding all this other stuff that's not quote-unquote viral. But, you know what I mean? There's all kinds of things that, you know, you do, and it – and what I found, what I like realized with Dick Down in Dallas was getting creative on how to promote something on social media is just as important as creating the song, just as important of creating the live show. Um, it's another tool. It's another part of your brain that you need to work on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll see. Like, I think that 20 years ago, 30 years ago or whatever, um before all you had was all you had was radio that's the only way you could promote a song back in the day was radio or if you got it on a soundtrack for a movie or something like that it would come out 
now because of TikTok and Instagram and all everything else, the artist doesn't necessarily have to pay a shit ton of money anymore to market their song if they find a gimmick for a good song, and then it all, it all works itself out. Yeah, I mean, dude, I was thinking about that earlier today. Like, think about like back in the day when there was like, well, I mean, like to use the phone was like a landline. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a big deal to even have one. Like, I'm talking about black and white days. You know what I mean? Like, way back in the day. Like, uh, what's that movie? Oh, brother, where are thou? Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, like yeah. that old school. You know what I mean? But like back then, it was like people would sign a record deal just to get put on the radio and hope that their song would hit. You know, and they weren't making any money, you know, but it's like now you have, you know, social media and you have all these tools just to be an artist to do it. You know, you know what, 70 or 80 years ago, what people would have signed their way of life to do, you know, sign their life away to do. So it's pretty cool, man, that, you know, I mean, I'm still independent artist. You know what I mean? Um, I'm signing a publishing deal tomorrow. I actually signed the paper. Oh, congratulations, too. dude. Yeah. So with Sony, so I'm pretty pumped about that, but I'm still an independent artist, you know what I mean? So like, and, and I'm enjoying every bit of it. You know what I mean? It's really cool to like, it's like being a small business owner, you know, and, and making the right choices. And, you know, I don't know, man, it's pretty, it's pretty neat what you can do now because of social media. And honestly, uh, my roommate, uh at the time mitch wallace which he works at river house now he got a job um he's the one that told me to get on tiktok so well, um a lot of credit to him you know what i mean <laughs> yeah well when i uh i got fired from country radio in september of last year for standing up the reason my show is named politics religion and whiskey i named it for the shit i got fired about talking about uh because I'm, I'm real passionate <laughs> about politics and religion um, and I like to sip a little whiskey and other things every now and then, but I yeah. didn't want to do TikTok. I didn't want anything to do with it. I thought if my, if my 10 year old daughter or she'll be 10 in a few months, if she can do an app and she can play on it and have fun, then it's not for me. I'm 33 years old. Yeah. Like I don't fucking need it. And when I opened up my own studio and there was a lot of stuff I saw coming down the pike, everybody was like, no, just do it. Just do it and say the dumbest shit possible. Do the dumbest shit possible. And, uh, It'll work for you. And it and it's brought a lot of business to me. But yeah. besides that, I just I don't know. There's some people on there that we've had on the show, dude, that have been singers um and songwriters. And the second that you start talking to them, and I don't try to bash anybody, so I hope nobody's taking this yeah. wrong way. But it's like I don't understand how you're how you've gone viral. I don't understand yeah. how you have a million followers. I don't get this at all. Like none, none of this like comprehends with me, but then you get around folks like you and Ali Colleen and some more yeah. folks that aren't necessarily the biggest people on those apps. And it's like, how in the fuck don't more people know yeah. about y'all? And it's just, it's like the thing is like one thing I've realized about TikTok is like, it just seems like it don't matter how many followers you have. Like, it's cool. It looks cool. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, does it really even matter how many followers you have? You know what I mean? Like, if you post a video, like I know as soon as I get on TikTok, it's like, you know, for, uh, following and then for you, I'm going straight to the for you page. I want to see some new shit. I don't even want to see the shit that I follow. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so, I, don't, like, I don't understand how like uh, how many, I don't know how many followers you have on there. I know it's, it's like two. It's like 280 or something. OK, so I, I'm right here with you. Like I'm at, I'm at 200. It, it would make sense that if you have that many followers 
that the second that you post a video that your followers should see it. So I get going back and forth from the for you page to the following, but still it's like, how am I not getting at least this many views on each video? It really makes the following list pointless. It, it makes it, yeah. it, it doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. I just been, yeah, I think it's just all like a circle jerk, but I've been, <laughs> I've been doing a, uh, I've just been posting videos and then going live at night and that seemed to help out a lot. But, uh, I don't know, man, I had trouble with, uh, I've had some trouble with TikTok for this EP release. It was kind of disheartening at first, but we finally got some things rolling and got some, you know, got some pre-orders and things like that. But at first dude, like I would post a video, like, uh, my song blue collar prayers. It's like, you know, it's about blue collar shit, shit we like yeah. to do. You know what I mean? And like, uh, there's this video of this guy. He was like, what would you say if I pulled up to your house and said, let's go ride dirt roads and drink beer. And then I like stitched it. You know, I was like, yeah, I'd say, I'd say let's jam my new song. And then I hit the space bar and I played the chorus and I put that video it's up now, but the first time I posted it, it got like 50,000 views. And then, and then all of a sudden I was slapped with the community guidelines saying that I was bullying but it's like, okay, I can post about dicks and butt fucks all day and y'all don't give a shit. But the moment I post a song that doesn't have one single cuss word in it, I'm community guidelines. It like blocked me from posting for like three days. Yeah, I don't know, I, man, it was, it was some bullshit. It. It's but. almost like if you're not a 16 or 15 year old girl shaking her ass, you, you can't yeah. do what you want. Like it's, it's, yeah. I almost feel like TikTok is ran by perverts. Like yeah. it's it's okay for you to post this, but oh no, we can't be fucking serious or nothing on this yeah. side. Fuck you guys. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. thank you for making okay. me a lot of money. Yeah, but it's okay. You know what I mean? It's just like you just have to keep throwing shit. When it comes to TikTok, it's it's unlike any other app. You know what I mean? It's unlike Instagram's nothing like it. Facebook's nothing like it. YouTube, none of that. You know what I mean? Like, so you just have to keep posting on there and keep going live and keep you know, just stay after it. And eventually something's going to pop off. You know what I mean? Just like anything else in life. What, uh, what was it like whenever you were, uh, you started being talked about in bigger circles, like as far as you were on, uh, what is it? It's not wilding out. It's ridiculousness. Oh, whenever, ridiculousness. When, when Rob, uh, Deirdre or whatever is sitting up there fucking talking about you. Like, is that surreal? Yeah. That's very crazy, man. Like I still haven't like, uh, Really, uh, it seems like every time this song starts to die down, another something like that happens. You know what I mean? And it's still getting like two million streams a week just on Spotify and Apple Music. Like, and it hasn't died down it like barely even like not even two percent since since uh January. So like, it's crazy, man. It's it's insane. Um, yeah, I, that's wild. I, I really think every time, uh, every once in a while, we get like these party anthems, like college yeah. party anthems or whatever. I know, like Corey Smith was big when I was in that age range, and it's just like, uh, yeah. was it wishing I was twenty one or some more of his fucked yeah. up stuff? Fuck and the fuck the popo. Fuck fuck the popo. That's the one I was sitting here trying to think of, and I couldn't remember it. And uh, we've had a couple more that's come along the way, but I think Dick Down in Dallas is like the new overall, like college party anthem. I don't think it's so, gonna go away. Yeah, so I got to meet Corey Smith recently. Did you? Um, yeah, we have the same booking agent at oh, uh, WME. Cool. And uh, there were, I played this um, this round at um, Basement East uh, for – it was Combustion Music or something like that. They did one. And my uh, Henry, my agent, hit me up. He said, uh, 
You got anything go? Are you playing tonight? I got a I got a somebody in town that wants to meet you. And uh, I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, I'm bringing, I, I, you know, told him where we'd be at. He's like, all right, I'm bringing Corey Smith. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Because, like, that's the shit I cut my teeth on. Like, he's yeah. a hero. Of, he's like a hero of mine. Not like, you know, like, and it's like, I love Corey's music. You know what I mean? And that, I listened to all that stuff in high school. But, like, his work ethic and how he is as a person, you know what I mean? Not that I knew him personally, but, like, the way that he's always like just, you know, been independent and stayed after it and, you know, made things work for him. I mean, I remember talking to Charlie Muncaster from Muscadine Budline and just being like, man, if I could just have that amount of success, you know, of success, I would be perfectly fine with it, you know. And then I play my round or whatever, and then I get down and I walk over to him and I shake his hand and we're sitting there at the table, me, him, and my agent, and he's like, he goes, you know what you got on your hands? I said, what's that? He said, you got to fuck the popo on your hands. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah. I was, I was like, I guess you're right. And he was like, he was like, he said, don't you ever hate that song or get sick of it because there's a million motherfuckers out there that wish they had a fuck the popo or dick down in Dallas. And I said, you know what? You're right. And it was, like, it, was, it was like father-son moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> we, uh, it was like, he's like, listen here, grasshopper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the, I was probably 20 years old and he played in Macon, Georgia. And I went to go watch him. Me and my friend went behind the piss because the line was so long. So we went behind the building to piss and fucking Corey Smith was walking out of the restaurant, like across from us. We see him hurry up, put our dicks up, whatever. And, and there's nobody else by Aaron. Like Corey, you know, we, we still got flip phones back in. So it was a shitty picture, but Hey, can we get a picture? And he's like, yeah, man, but uh, we have Florida Gator hats on. And uh, yeah. he's like, he's like, only one taking a picture of y'all if you take the Florida Gator hats off. And he was laughing about it. So he's like, oh, no, no, no. He's like, no, really. And But he was being playful about it. Like he was – so we took the picture. Yeah. And then several years later, I was probably like 30 years old, uh, he played at the Gin in Tifton, Georgia, and Trey Landon opened up for him. And I was there with Trey. So I'm in the fucking green room. 10 years later talking to him and telling him about it or whatever. And he was just the nicest fucking guy and hung out with us and, and everything. I was so like, you expect when you meet some of these people to where it's like, you know, you I, not that they're going to be assholes, but it's where, man, this guy doesn't want to talk to me. This guy's not going to make yeah. time to speak to a nobody. And he did. And he, he's just somebody that I really appreciate. That's cool that you got to, that he actually yeah, he said was... that to you. Dude, he was super nice. He gave me his number and everything. I still ain't called him or nothing yet. But uh, apparently I was on a podcast before he had met me that I guess his manager had heard and said – and Corey was like, yeah, man, I heard you mention me on a podcast. I really appreciate that. So, like, I don't know. So maybe I'll text him and tell him I talked about him on this podcast. Tell him, because I'd love to have him on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd shit myself. Um, just to have a conversation, because like I'm from, I'm from right here in middle Georgia, dude. Corey Smith yeah. is still fucking king when it comes oh, yeah. to the people that's not on radio. Cool. I mean, yeah. Corey will always be in Georgia, one of our legends here, and uh, he, he, I just don't ever see. He's got a show coming up, hell, next weekend, I think, in Macon, Georgia, at uh, at the Hargrave, and it's just like that place will still pack out. It, it'll pack out, and he, he'll always kill it. 
if you go back and look at all the acts that have opened for him, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. A lot of big names. Yeah. yeah. And he's, and he's just, I dig that you're, there, there's something that I always tell musicians. Uh, one of the things that I hope to open up here in the future at our studios, I actually want to uh, start a recording music, like the best quality demos, like net, not be like the finished product, but yeah. do as good as I can do to where you can put it out there. Then somebody, hopefully some of these folks that we work with now that we write with, will get signed and then they can take it away. I don't ever want to be a music producer, but I want to help. Yeah. I want to help artists. You you know what, how much it costs to fucking record some demos and, and everything. Yeah. I want to have like a friend group to win. If you cut something and just because you're not making a lot of money, you know, yeah. come in here, record it. We'll, we'll work it out later on. I want to, I want to yeah. give back to the artist and, Man, there's just so many people around here that I had a point and it fucking went out one ear and out the other. But um, God damn it, Joshua. I hate it's when I fucking, I fucking hate when I get like, I was just complimenting something. So I just take it. I don't know what it was, but I, I got it. I got it. Thank you, man. That, that, there it. you go. Appreciate it. There you go. Yeah. But uh, the independent route, that's what I was going with. I just yeah. like seeing the independent guys. I like seeing. The, the artists that we have coming here that aren't ever going to be – I hate telling somebody if they ask me for my honest opinion what I think about something, but I've had several of my buddies tell me in the past, please be brutally honest with me because I don't know how my music comes off to somebody. And I've mm -hmm. only had to, like, not necessarily be ugly, but just tell somebody, like, once or twice, like, this isn't working. You're a hell of a songwriter, yeah. but don't waste a whole lot of music – money recording demos and i don't like being yeah. that guy you know but sometimes you got to be honest and independent artists well, usually end up knowing yeah. their role the best yeah sometimes you got to suck you know what i mean for a little while till you can get good and, i mean i sucked for a real long time and there's there's parts of me being an artist or you know or a songwriter that i'm not very good at that i can get better so you can always get better and sometimes you know just being, you know, not having it is part of it. You know what I mean? But if if it's something you love and, and, and it's something that, you know, you know that, that there is something there, then, like, you just got to keep going until you find, you know, what makes sense. I mean, I think for me, you know, there's a song on my EP called Anybody Other. And it's, uh, you know, the, the hook is, you know, if I'd have been anybody other than me, you know, basically I, my life might not have turned out to what it was, you know. Um, but it's like, I feel like as a, as an artist for a long time, I spent a lot of, you know, like the, the period that I came up in as I was playing covers and, and doing all that. And around that time, Gary and Charlie were, you know, doing their thing, playing sky bar and all that stuff. And, and like, you know, you had Riley green come up and all that stuff. So I like, I watched a lot of those guys fucking go up, you know what I mean? While I was still doing the same thing. So it's like, I feel like for a long time I chased like this sound or tried to sound like this guy or look like this guy or, you know, whatever, until I finally just said, fuck it. I'm going to be Trey Lewis. I'm 30 years old. You know, I just got a divorce. I'm going to fucking move to Nashville and like try my shit out. And then fuck it. I'm going to put this song out about dicks and butt fucks. You know what I mean? In my entire <laughs> life. Chance. So like, it's like, you know, you just never, you never, you know, until you can find out what your, you know, true authentic self is, is that's when you really start making the, you know, the money or not making the money, but making the, you know, making the stuff make sense, I guess, is what, you know. Well, I, I think when it comes to that, dude, is the people that are the 
the best at what y'all do are the most authentic to themselves because yeah. you can sing about something or you can write about something that nobody else has experienced because it's your life. And once yeah. you start putting your life in the lyrics or pen to paper, nobody else can come up with that. I, I would like to thank all them old outlaws that I grew up loving Willie Whalen, Merle, all of them that when they sang something, they sang it from personal experience, good or yeah. bad. And that was them. And I think that that's what just makes people last longer. I think that's what just makes people more relevant. You're the everyday dude. If you sing about your life, it's going to translate over to the everyday yeah. got men and women listening to you. Yeah. And I agree wholeheartedly. I think that's the, that's the deal, man, is to get people to, I think that's what people love about. I mean, I think that's what people like about me and you, you know what I mean? It's like, we're just like, let's take it or leave it. Kiss my ass, you know? I mean, I spent too many years of my life being a doormat to other people, especially women, and also just doing stuff that didn't make me happy to make other people happy. The second yeah. that I realized that I am happiest doing me, and if people don't like that, they're going to dip the fuck out. Well, the hard reality is, is people were dipping the fuck out before anyway when I was doing what they wanted me to do. Yeah. And yeah. so why not do shit my way? In the second I started doing that, I got the job in country radio. I blew up on some other social media platforms back in the day that got me my job on radio. And now a fucking small town dude from middle Georgia is listed in the top 100 in the world and fucking podcast. That's fucking stupid. It makes, pretty no, cool. it makes no sense to me. Uh, what's pretty cool is you guys got a billboard number one, though. Billboard number one. Let's see. I, I, I see it behind you. Yeah. Man, what was it like when you found out about it? Because y'all, as soon as Dick Down came out on iTunes, it was number one, right? Yeah, it was number one. Uh, number one in digital sales. That's what our billboard thing is. For uh, It was like two weeks. Um, I think there was like 67,000 downloads total or 70-something. I don't know. Just on iTunes. Um but yeah, so that was, I didn't know we could get billboard plaques and then McKinney found that out. And now it's gold, certified gold. So we're still waiting on the, like the official, you know, thing, but we've turned that in. So we'll be getting plaques for that. And, and it has like uh, over 80 million streams. That something is crazy like that. As an I, independent artist, I mean, that's, that's crazy, you know, in seven months, six months. I still remember the post that McKinney made. It was a, I guess it was when it found out y'all were getting plaques or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was number one. And it was him apologizing to his mom and dad, yeah. like in the nicest fucking way. Like, I'm sorry that it, of all the money and effort and time you put into me being a musician. And the first thing I've got is uh, for a number one is Dick down in Dallas. But it was him, like, it was cute. I mean, it was, I love yeah. the way that I, but I like the way Matt does so much stuff. But it was yeah. just where it was like, you know what? That, that is cool regardless. It doesn't matter because I still think – I still think you're all going to blow up more. I don't th – I think this was just like you getting your foot in the door. I don't think this was the, you know, your, your 15 seconds in the spotlight. I think that what y'all yeah. got is special. And uh, – but I think that a lot about like our age group that's in Nashville right now. I, yeah. I, I really think that some folks are going to drop off. They're a little bit older that are more established. And I think like the next generation of men and women – that are around your age up there are fixing to just fucking blow. Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's this guy. His name's Dan Alley. You know who he is? I don't know who that is. 
dude, he has like we were talking about it earlier, you know, not having a pub deal or a record deal. It's like, how in the world does this guy not have a fucking deal? He's fucking awesome. But uh, I didn't know if you knew him or not, but he's fucking badass. No, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look him up. Uh, I mean, yeah. just just around like y'all's age or whatever. It's always like when I come up there, there's a couple people I have to go see at Riders Rounds. Like yeah. you, uh, you have joined that list. Dylan Carmichael, I fucking am insane. Yeah, he's awesome. Music. I'm. I met him over uh, quarantine. We we caught some fish together and hung out. We'll text every now and then, man. He's fucking awesome. He's just a good dude. Yeah, I've I I dig that guy. Uh I'm obsessed with Ashlyn Craft. Like obsessed yeah. with her. Um, Allie and Casey Tyndall and and all of those folks. Like yeah. are t- is it Tyndall or Tisdall? Tyndall. Tyndall, that's Casey right. Tyndall. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. She's yeah, great. There, there's this this group of y'all that is just I can't wait for more people to find out what's sitting there. Like there's a there's a bunch of bullshit that gets put out on country radio, but the best music in Nashville and the best music in country music isn't even being played on country radio. Yeah, yeah. We're hoping that it will though. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not always forever independent country. I mean, I I could see myself being independent for the rest of my life, but I definitely would like to have a song on the radio. Don't get me wrong. You know, yeah. if the right if the right deal comes along, you know, I'm just not the I'm just not gonna. You know, I'm I'm a businessman. You know, just like anybody else, I'm not going to sign a deal that you know makes well, I, me broke. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I definitely would know my know my worth. Um, but it's just like we were talking about earlier with the social media aspect of it. Thirty years ago, you had to have that record deal, and they had yeah. all the chips. They had everything. Uh, the, you had no bargaining yeah. tool. Now you've got fucking probably more bargaining tools than they do. They have to convince yeah. you why you need them and not the other way around anymore. Yeah, you got the numbers, you got the streams, you can sell tickets, then you got you got chips, you know what I mean, to bargain with, but you don't have any of that. I mean, that's I think that's why, like, in the in the music world now, you see so many people, art, I've seen artists that, you know, aren't really well-known, you know, they don't really tour or, you know, whatever, and they sign a record deal, and then their song never gets put on radio, and then for some reason, you know, they're shelved and then they're, you know what I mean? Then they're without a record deal. But, you know, there's artists like, you know, like Riley Green's a prime example. Like that motherfucker sell out everywhere and anywhere before he ever even signed a record deal. You know what I mean? Well, people don't... knew every people knew every single one of his songs before he ever even signed the record deal. You know what I mean? Uh, me and Dustin were joking the other day, and he said the worst thing that's ever happened to country music in uh, Nashville was the way that Riley Green looks. If it was <laughs> it, not, I love his music, and Dustin does too. But we were just talking about how Riley Green doesn't look like anybody fucking else that's in music. He's a goddamn smokestack of a man, and women, men love his music, and women just fall at his fucking feet. Like it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. He, he really needs quick. But, 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 but then you got Luke Combs, you know what I mean? Uh, dude, see, that gives me hope. That gives me hope yeah. and prayers. Me, t- me too. Me too. Man, if you, it's, that's polar opposites. I just got done watching a video where Morgan Wallen and, and Riley were singing at uh, Riley's baseball or softball tournament. Oh, the baseball every, field. Yeah, yeah, that he puts on every year. And you forget just how good that dude is until you see him live. Like, his songs are great. Yeah. 
But he is just so fucking good live, man. I, I agree, man. He needs to eat a honey bun or something. Yeah, dude, you know he's I mean? got to fucking do something. This night, when yeah. you're 1% body fat and look like that, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Yeah. Like, quit working out. Just, you know, gain 20 pounds, man. Shit, please. Uh, do us all a favor. You ain't lying. Well, um, do you have any events or anything coming up that you want to put out here? To, or any big shows coming uh, I mean, up that you want to put Not really. I mean, we're, we're playing Rock the South Saturday, so that's going to be pretty cool. Where's that at? Uh, Coleman, Alabama. It's a big music festival. There's like Luke Combs, Miranda Lambert. Um, it's the party in the South, baby. Have you got to uh, not so, really, not really fangirl out over anybody? But is there anybody that's kind of reached out and talked to you that ever since Dick Down that uh, you just wouldn't have thought that you'd have got to speak to? Uh, so the day the song came out, Ernest. You know, Ernest. I, uh, I love fucking that new song. He's got Flower Shop. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he did it yeah, on his podcast. Right. I'm a huge fan yeah. of him. Yeah, dude. I had his podcast, his brand, everything about him. It's just fucking awesome. But uh, he sent me a DM that said, the quality of life has gotten better now that you've put this song out. So, and we've messaged like on back and forth on uh, on Instagram a few times. So that was pretty cool. And then um, another cool thing that happened was, is I got to go on this Christmas special with, uh, it was Theo Bond. And uh, that Chelsea Lynn girl, Trailer Trash yeah. Tammy. Yeah. And uh, Justin Armistead. Uh, it was like a bunch of them. And uh, I got to hang out with them. So that was like one of those. Yeah, I love Theo Vaughn. His podcast is Absolutely. hilarious. Absolutely. Like, hey, there's, um, a, there's a couple people I look up to with all of this. And yeah. Theo and Ernest. Um, Rogan's yeah. my all-time guy. But uh, yeah. just all those folks, dude. Like, it's just yeah. – that's so crazy. I got that, and then the, the Corey Smith thing was cool. Um, I've opened for, you know, so, I mean, my entire career, I've opened for a lot of people. And um, I want to say, like, probably uh, we played a music festival. Uh, I mean, I opened for, like, Jake Owen and Jordan Davis in the most recent months, but I didn't talk to them, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go up to them and be like, oh, you're so-and-so, you know? Yeah. I'm this guy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I know, I know better than that. You know what I mean? I'm not fucking 24. I'm 33. You know what I mean? But uh, I would say the coolest thing is in Wisconsin, there was 12,000 people in the audience. And I'm just, we get to our song. We're the, you know, first of three. It's me, Travis Denning, then, uh, then Jake Owen. And normally, like, the third, you know, the, the first of the, you know, of the three people, nobody knows any of their songs. Maybe just a little bit. And I'm talking about every single person in that crowd singing Dick Down in Dallas. I'm talking about this guy. He was like a dad. And his, you know, eight-year-old daughter was on his, on his shoulders. And she's screaming every single word to Dick Down in Dallas. Like, you just, like, you get done with that and you walk off the stage and you're like, yeah, tell me an opener that's done that before. You know what I mean? Dude, that's yeah. badass. That, that's, how cool. we're ending, that's how we're ending the show. Um, yeah. It'll be uh, your album coming out again. Po- poke it or uh, promote it one yeah. more time and tell everybody where they can it's, go uh, on Fridays. This Friday, August 13th. If you, uh, when is this coming out? Oh, I'm going to release this shit now. Like, okay, I'm going okay, to cut cool. it. I'm going to cut it tonight. Cool. August 13th, this Friday, if you uh, if you pre-order it on iTunes, which I know a lot of people don't buy music, but if you pre-order it, it helps me out as an independent artist. If you do it, screenshot it, tag me on Instagram. I will follow you back, and you'll be entered to win a Dig Down in Dallas signed acoustic guitar by me and all my bandmates. We're giving it away. So 
um, do that. If not, if you don't want to buy it, there's a pre-save link in my bio as well. So, um, yeah, we're pumped about it, man. It's going to be awesome. Dude, I can't wait. I can't wait. I know I'll make some videos about you this week. I just want, like I told you at the beginning of the show or when I was texting, I just want people to know that it, me seeing you the first time I saw you, and and I I don't remember if I told a story at the beginning of the show or not. My buddies took me to a riders round. Trey was there. It was before COVID, and I did not fucking understand why this guy hadn't blown up. Like, and my buddy who originally took me was Lee Tucker. That's who sent me Dick down in Dallas in the first place. And I knew that you having something that was going to be that catchy was going to expose you to all the rest of the great stuff that I heard that night at that riders round before you ever played Dick Down. And I am just excited for people like you that have busted their ass, who have earned their keep, that are where they're supposed to be when it comes to country music. And you said something all ago uh, whenever you said, this is real country music I'm putting out. That is something that I'm always going to stand behind and I love seeing people that, that are getting what they deserve. And, dude, if somebody's paid their dues, you, you, you're getting it. And I'm, and I'm proud of you. And I'm glad I've got to meet you and, and know you a little bit. Yeah, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. All right, folks. Well, y'all make sure y'all go check it out this Friday. And thank y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. I'll catch y'all next time.